We start today's program with word that U.S. Representative Ann Kirkpatrick has decided to jump into the 2016 Senate race to challenge incumbent John McCain, presuming McCain defeats any GOP primary opponents. So should Democrats be excited about Kirkpatrick? With me now is the chair of the Arizona Democratic Party, Alexis Tamarone. Alexis, good morning. Good morning. So what do you think of Ann Kirkpatrick's decision? Oh, well, you know, I think that Ann Kirkpatrick has a great profile to run for higher office in our state, and I welcome her to the race. So how strong a candidate can she be? You worked really closely with former Surgeon General Richard Carmona. How does she compare to him? Well, I think that given the fact that uh, Ann has run some really tough races in Arizona, some of the toughest in the country uh, in comparison to congressional races, that she's battle-tested. She has raised... Uh, millions upon millions to ensure that she has the resources and the infrastructure and a great staff in order to run those uh, tough races. And I think that's probably where she differs most most from Dr. Carmona. I had the pleasure of running his race a couple of years ago. And uh, Dr. Carmona, for his great profile and background, he had never been in a competitive race uh, the way Anne had. So I think that's where a big difference is between her and Rich having run those tough races and having won those races before. Are there certain issues where you think Ann Kirkpatrick has advantages over Senator McCain and other Republicans? Well, uh, quite frankly, Ann has been have boots on the ground in Arizona for many, many years. She has the background as a prosecutor in uh, northern Arizona. She has been a congresswoman. Uh, obviously for the past few years, but she really has dedicated her time and her work to those in her district and across Arizona who need that uh, attention brought to them. You know, I, I right there with uh, Congresswoman Kirkpatrick in honoring and respecting Senator McCain's service to our country and our state, but he's really built up more of a national figure uh, uh, profile and I think where that is a big difference in the strength where Ann has is that she's really been on the ground fighting for Arizonans every day um, and has that background in doing so. Alexis, you made it clear when you took over as chair that, that you were a fighter. And I wonder, does this indicate Democrats are more willing to put up a fight against McCain? There's been criticism in the past that some of the Democrats that were put up were not exactly folks that had any chance. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to think that, uh, you know, we brought some of that kind of spirit back, but honestly, I, I commend Anne. Uh, I think this shows her dedication to Arizona, that she's willing, even before any, so, any sort of Supreme Court decision uh, on our congressional districts, mm -hmm. she made the decision to run and run hard from the start, and I think that shows a grit that Anne has, and I know that other candidates uh, have in our party, and it's basically making sure, from my perspective, we have the infrastructure that can support them across the state. For more than just a couple of days, do you think this energizes the party faithful? Oh, definitely. I believe so. Uh, more than most, obviously, I think that it also energizes folks who have other uh, potential to run to think about running for the Congressional District 1 seat as well. I think it shows that, you know, in order for uh, to have a big payoff, you have to take risk, and that's what Ann did when she first ran in Congressional District 1. So I think that it shows that it can be done. You have to have 
a good team behind you and to have that battle tested uh, ability to walk in a race is is very important so with that i hope it does spur even more candidates to take those types of risks moving forward alexis finally does andrew patrick have a clear path to the nomination or do you think there might be some other democrats who jump in you know, I'm not sure how large uh, a Democratic primary will be. I do believe that, you know, uh, there's a chance that a couple more, if not one or two uh, candidates, seriously look at this, especially since and kind of opened the door for for people to take that jump and make that run. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And, you know, it all, I'm assuming, too, that a lot of people will make their decisions about their runs, whether it be for Congress or for Senate, or even under some of the statewide seats that we have coming up next year, once we know what's going to happen with redistricting uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Alexis Tamarone, chair of the Arizona Democratic Party. Alexis, thanks. Thank you. This is KJZZ's Here and Now. I'm Steve Goldstein. With more on what Ann Kirkpatrick's decision to leave the U.S. House and run for the Senate may mean, I turn to Catherine Alonzo, partner at the Phoenix-based strategic firm Havelina. Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Well, so what did you think of Anchor Patrick's announcement and the timing of it? It was a surprise to me, uh, but she showed, I mean, Anna shown herself to be a formidable candidate, uh, and I think that it's, you know, an incredibly exciting thing. And the timing of it was interesting. You know, she is in early, she's in strong, and she's shown herself to be very dedicated to this race. What do you think of her chances against John McCain? I wonder that... Anchor Patrick is in her mid-60s now, certainly a young person relatively when it comes to, to serving in office. Um, chances against McCain, and if she were not to win, uh, what do you think her future holds? Could she run for Congress again at some point? I think Anna has shown herself to be a really tough candidate, uh, really a formidable candidate, and that she is determined, and I think that there's no limit to what she could do in the future, whether she wins this race or not. And so, you know, I, and I think that Anne is going to be a really important part of the future of the state um, in, in whatever role that might be. Her, you know, she is really well positioned to run a competitive race. Her district covers nearly half of the state, including 11 counties and 12 Native American tribes. She um, has a really strong basis for support. And, you know, she is authentically Arizona. She is from here, she is uh, has a really strong and long record of service for the state. She, you know, she has her own cowboy boots that she wears, mm-hmm. and she's worn since she was uh, a little girl. It, it's not staged. It's, she's very uh, real. She's very authentic, and I think that that will speak to voters next year. I hate to ask the most obvious question there could be, but how much of a factor will money play in this, and how do you think she'll do as far as fundraising goes? It's always a factor. The money raised and the dark money that comes in from outside groups. She has had a ton of money thrown at her in the past and survived it. And she is a really strong fundraiser. So we think that every indication is that she will be financially very competitive. As Alexis Tamarone indicated, we're sort of waiting for the U.S. Supreme Court to decide on redistricting. And then we don't know where we go from there necessarily. So going forward, taking that into account... Um, who on the Democratic side interests you as far as potentially taking over for Ann Kirkpatrick or running for that seat in CD1? What's really interesting is that on both sides of the aisle, there's really a long list of names emerging. And I think running for that district is a big commitment. It's a, it's a large district. It's um, you know something that people will be looking at 
really thoroughly. And so I expect in the coming weeks and maybe even months, the list will change. And so that, you know, there's all kinds of names being bandied around uh, now, but I think it remains to be seen who will make that commitment and get in. And the district is an interesting one. It has been since it was created. As you mentioned, it takes up so much of the state. And at the same time, it it covers rural areas. It covers a reservation. Um, are there certain things you think that come up that are different issues that people have to run in that district in a different way than they would in other districts? Oh, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, it depends really what voters are looking for. I think a lot of, for a congressional race, a lot of the same issues apply. People want to hear voters' stance on education. They want to hear voters' stance on the economy and jobs and our foreign policy. And there may be, um, I think, that looking at where a candidate is from and how they can best represent and fight for the district are going to be important, but I think that's important in any race, honestly. Catherine, finally, if this district stays the same, we know about registration numbers, but do you think that one side or the other has an advantage, or is this a true toss-up district? I think this is a very competitive district, um, and it just goes to show that the litany of people that are looking at it on both sides of the aisle, that there's a very good chance that this stays a Democratic seat, but I think it's going to be an interesting race. Catherine Alonzo is partner at the Phoenix-based strategic firm Havelina. Catherine, thanks. Thank you so much. So what about John McCain with millions in his war chest? Does he have anything to worry about? With me for a few minutes is Arizona Republic columnist Bob Robb. Bob, good morning. Good to be with you. So before the general election even arrives, we know there's a primary. Do you expect John McCain to face a true challenge in that primary, even if it just means he's going to have to exhaust more of his money? Um, I certainly expect that there will be some kind of a primary challenge. Uh, I don't see there being a lot of room to challenge McCain in a primary. I think that he was more vulnerable when J.D. Hayworth um, challenged him. Uh, that was pressure to his litany of sins uh, from the Tea Party conservative uh, perspective. Um, J.D. was a formidable um, campaigner. Uh, and it came up well short. And with the passage of distance and McCain positioning himself as probably the most effective critic of Barack Obama in the country, which is what Tea Party conservatives most want to see, I just don't see there being a lot of room for traction there in the primary. We've heard the name State Senator Kelly Ward from Lake Havasu, He's making a lot of noise about this. Um, at this point, there are some who consider her to be credible, others don't. But then there are also the names of Representatives David Schweikert and Matt Salmon. Do you have any expectations of one of those two getting in the race? Um, there's very little in politics at this point in time, Steve, that can surprise <laughs> <not> me. Um, <laughs> either of them uh, doing a kamikaze um, attack on McCain in a Republican primary in 2016 would be one of those things. So the answer then, Bob, is it's possible then? Well, in politics, anything <laughs> is possible. And certainly there are poll results that would suggest that uh, McCain is vulnerable uh, in both a primary and in a general election. Uh, my political instincts are to discount those polls. I just don't see grounds for McCain not being a worthy Republican nominee and not being someone who fits the general election electorate of Arizona. Is Hank Kirkpatrick, do you think, the best candidate the Democrats could put up at this point? Because one name that came to mind for me, if in fact the Supreme Court rules in a particular way that changes the districts, 
Is this a sort of preemptive strike against Kirsten Cinema jumping in there? Well, it's widely speculated, and unlike Cinema, uh, uh, Kirkpatrick hasn't had a pattern of uh, bucking her her party on uh, major votes in Congress. So she's kind of stuck running as a run-of-the-mill Democrat um, in a state that, at least in recent years, has leaned strongly uh, towards uh, Republicans and even conservative Republicans. Cinema would have a far better argument to make based upon her voting record of being more of a maverick, more in keeping with that independent spirit of Arizona. Kirkpatrick is kind of dependent upon her personal story and her cowboy boots uh, yeah. to make that argument. Her voting pattern has been pretty orthodox Democrat. Is there any Democrat that would come to mind for you that would, would make this an interesting race? Uh, Richard Carmona, of course, made an interesting race against Jeff Flake, but that was for an open seat. Um, it, it would have to be sort of a, a self-funded um, surprise newcomer to politics. There's nobody on the Democratic bench uh, that strikes me as uh, capable of giving John McCain a uh, real fight. Uh, now, politics is full of surprises. Every election, there is something that occurs that does surprise me. So it's not impossible, but I think a someone coming out of left field, a self-funded uh, self-made uh, individual who could uh, who doesn't have a voting record uh, that can be uh, exploited, uh, I think actually, paradoxically, might have a better shot. Bob, finally, because of his age and time of service, one may think that having John McCain's seniority in the Senate benefits Arizona. Is that the case or have times changed? Because there are a lot of people who say, well, McCain is kind of a national senator who just happens to live in Arizona. Uh, well, certainly... Um, he is a national figure and probably the most prominent national figure in the Republican Party now until there's a uh, presidential uh, nominee. Uh, but he's also, uh, with John Kyle leaving the Senate, John McCain has seemed to re-energize and refocus on Arizona issues, and he's been all over the state. I think the Arizona electorate would discount his seniority. We're not a bring-home-the-bacon uh, kind of state, uh, but uh, certainly his chairmanship of the Armed Services Committee uh, will gather him support in certain circles and certain segments of the electorate who would regard that as a very, very important perk to retain. Arizona Republic columnist Bob Robb, you can read his stuff on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays in the paper and online probably all the time. Bob, thank you. <laughs> Good to be with you.